Hey, this is Samir. Hey, this is Alec. And this is Beyond the Beats, episode 68, EDM Champions. Let's go. What's going on, EDM champions? Welcome back to another episode of Beyond the Beats, a podcast about EDM news and culture. This is episode 68. Oh my gosh, I cannot wait to get this episode going. So much great music to be talking about. Speaking of which, I'm going to switch it up this week, okay? Because my on repeat is a little bit more alternative. It's alternative indie electronic, okay? So listen to the sounds of Missio with their track Underground. this right now my friend i'm loving this you are really throwing our edm champions for a loop and i'm all about it man i was i was just texting you like i love like kind of this indie electronic uh sound you know what i mean it's not like totally edm you still got a band with it you can still hear some of those natural instruments that we're used to hearing but this is just fun and i love the direction that these guys are taking I, you know what i pictured alec like i pictured like you in like a western movie with like a nice <laughs> cowboy hat black leather jacket you walk into a bar and this song is playing in the background that's what i pictured with this bad boy this is a dope song and I, i'm loving it i'm gonna listen to this whole album on my next car ride thank you for the imagery there samir um yeah that was definitely not what i envisioned when i was listening to this song but i, I appreciate yeah no i appreciate it um you know well, what makes you think i would be a cowboy in a western movie Honestly, Alec, you just, I think you just have like this look to you. You got the long hair right now. You got the very well-defined jaw. Like I could just see it. If you just grow a little bit of stubble, you'd fit perfectly in a Wild West movie. You know, I've always loved Western. So it's really funny that you mentioned that because I've always wanted to be like a cowboy at some All point. All compliments, dude. I know. Love it. Well, I appreciate it. But yeah, man, I just, I've actually been listening to uh, this band or rather group for a, for a while now and this is um this is just a fantastic release from them and th they have so much great music so definitely check them out you know if you're if you're into chet faker then you're really going to be into them as you it's it's kind of crazy because they sound the the lead singer there sounds very very similar to chet faker i mean almost to the point hmm. where i listened to this song when i first heard it and i was thinking okay is this a new chet faker song is this a chet faker song i've not heard before but you know lo and behold it was missio this is not at all saying that you know they're similar in terms of you know style necessarily like there's definitely some influence there and maybe they've been inspired from him so it's not taking away anything from their own originality but it's almost a compliment because he's just got such an amazing voice and just the oh, voice yeah. and the beats it just gets you really into the song 
Dude, I'm loving the positivity. And like I said, I'm just loving the switch up. You know, that's the beauty of music. It comes in all shapes and sizes and sounds. Like you, you could literally always find something that you'd enjoy, whether it be within EDM or outside of EDM. So thank you for putting this on our radar, man. I totally appreciate that. And I can't wait to throw this album on as I continue on my drive home after we finish recording this podcast. All right. EDM champions, let me tell you the journey to the end of this episode, starting from here, going home. Let's do it, all right? We got new music. Valentino Khan just dropped a remix of a DJ Snake track that was very recently released, and we're going to be talking about that in just a little bit. And then you guys already know, we got Odessa and we got Golden Features. They have a project called Bronson, and they just released another brand new track, and we're going to be talking about that as well. Matt Zoe, who we are massive fans of, just dropped an EP, and then we're moving into the new music from artists that we're watching. We just love to see what these guys are up to. Love it. Black Crows, Black Crows, somebody that Alec had mentioned on the pod, just released a full album, their second album, their sophomore attempt at a full album, and we are so excited to be talking about this one because... Hint, hint, it slaps. It freaking slaps, all right? Then we're talking about our boy Alert. Guys, love Alert. We featured him on the podcast, and uh, he just came out with the remix for Blau, so we're going to be talking about that in just a little bit. Diving into the news and culture section, we all know that music industry professionals are hurting right now. They are really hurting, but there is one group out in LA who's trying to keep the live events alive while also implementing some very strict social distancing and healthcare measures. We're very excited to be talking about social sanctuary. Moving on, you guys already know, it's that time of the year, IMS Ibiza. We're reporting on parts two and three. We're gonna be talking about the impact of COVID-19 on clubs and festivals, as well as how the impact has affected DJs and of course, live acts. Moving into it. We got the what are we listening to section. We got two picks for you guys. I'm not going to give them away just yet, but it's one of my favorite artists ever. And he just had a remix done by a mystery artist. <laughs> hint, hint. All right. And then we're talking about a Chris Lorenzo remix as oh, well. Very excited to dive buddy. into that. I know Alec is a massive fan of Chris Ooh. Lorenzo, so I'm very excited to dive into this. And then to cap off the episode, we got artists that were watching two brand new artists. Guys. How are you all so talented? I just love doing this <laughs> section. I know Alec does as well. And we got two fantastic picks for you guys. Alec and I have very different picks this week, but mm -hmm. that's the beauty of electronic music. Like we just said, it comes in all shapes and sizes. Back to the top. All right, Selecta. Let's start this one off, all right? We got the Valentino Khan of DJ Snake's brand new track, Trust Nobody. Take a listen. <laughs> interesting remix here my man very interesting i mean i think this kind of just sticks to the you know formula that valentino khan has really mm. nailed down in his sound i mean you can very much tell whenever he comes out with a remix that it's a valentino khan remix it's uh he's got a real formula for it and i think it works for him you know it's it's definitely i, I think it's as good as he could have done with that song if that makes a lot of sense like mm -hmm. I, I don't necessarily want to compare the original to the uh to this remix because it's different um obviously the original 
if everyone has heard it is a lot more hype you know it's a mosh pit starter whereas this isn't oh. as much of a mosh pit starter but kind of you know that valentino khan style it's it's something that goes a little bit heavier but it keeps uh it keeps the crowd moving keeps it going and that's what his sets are known for what do you think samir yeah, absolutely, man. This is just one of those remixes that is going to absolutely pop off live. Like, this is just a straight-up party starter right here. And, you know, I love Valentino Khan. Well, you know, this remix isn't my preferred method of listening to this song over the original because I do prefer the original. This is still a great track to get any party started. I love how he's just implementing all these different styles of drops all throughout this track. And that's what Valentino Khan does, man. He's got that creativity and he wants to keep the energy alive. And he reflects that in his live sets as well. So I can just see this absolutely popping off. Definitely, man. Definitely. And, and speaking of things that pop off, okay, I'm very, Let's very go. excited to talk about this Let's next go. one. People have been waiting for this to drop. I.O. and Lights, Annihilation, he just did an After Hours mix. Take a listen. hours alec that is exactly what this mix is all about i love the original but i gotta say this after hours mix it just scratches an itch that i never knew that i had all right so picture this edm champions picture hopefully this. not you itching You're... i don't want to picture that. what's that i don't want to hear you itching i don't want to imagine oh yeah that. yeah this is not about me itching <laughs> <laughs> edm champions picture this you're merging from an IO show. It's like 6 a.m. You're just coming out of that dusty old grimy warehouse and you're finally in your Uber on the way home. Half the, half the squad is falling asleep in the back seats while the other half of the squad just wants to hear some tunes. What do you throw on? What do you, what do you throw on that, that matches both the vibes of people who need to mellow out and people who still want to feel the beats, who still want to feel that energy? This is it right here. It is a perfect mixture of energy and uplifting vibes. This is something that you can absolutely watch the sunrise as you're on the way home in your Uber, just fresh out of a warehouse from a techno show. Call this a detox, if you will. That's what, that's what I'm calling this right here, man. This is a nice detox, great way to kind of mellow out after a high energy night. Alec, what did you think? How, how long do you spend thinking of these metaphors and analogies? I love it. I'm just... I'm just a visual guy. I'm a very visual guy, man. I'm just thinking back to our time when like you and I were like in Ubers, like leaving the clubs like four or five in the morning in New York. That's what I'm picturing right here. Oh man, those were the days. Those were the Different days. times. I know. We'll yeah. get back to them soon. But I couldn't agree with you more, man. This is exactly what that song would be used for. Even though, not going to lie, if I heard this in the Uber, I want to get out and dance again because it's something that Let's would give go. me a little more energy in there. And I agree with you. Hands down, I think this is actually better than the original. I really, nice. really enjoy his After Hours mix with this. And just it just goes to show Io is just crushing it right now. I think he's really found his flow. He's in a state of flow when coming out with releases, whether it's a little bit more, I don't want to say poppy, but, you know, with stuff like his Grimes release, right, where he's teaming up with a mm -hmm. vocalist, but then he has these After Hours mix. I think he's getting into his flow. He's really found his sound, and everyone is blessed all for it. Love that, dude. Love the positivity on this one. Moving into it. We just teased this at the top of the show, but Odessa and Golden Features, you guys already know we've been talking about this quite a bit on the podcast, but it's big news, so we got to talk about it again. 
They have their side project, Bronson, and they just released another track. Very different vibe. And I want you guys to check this song out. It's called Keep Moving. Here it is. Okay, blackout. Not expected, man. I'm sure that you feel the same way, but this is not really exactly where I thought this track would go, especially coming off of the prior releases. I'm very intrigued in this, and I actually did like it. I thought it was really, really interesting. And that's something I see them doing with Bronson and the project overall, is really creating the sense of intrigue, like taking you through some slightly different vibes. You know, I wasn't the biggest fan of their last release, um, but this one I'm much more of a fan of, and you can definitely hear the Golden Features influence coming in there. What do you think, man? Yeah, dude, Golden Features is pretty much just like, all right, everybody hold up. It's my turn now. Let me take the reins on this track. And dude, I completely agree with you. I was not expecting this at all, but I'm loving this very dark turn that Golden Features took this track on. And like you, man, this is this is making me want more. This is making me want to learn more about this project. Like, I know we're not going to shows right now. I know we're not going to festivals or clubs, but I would love for them to put out like a DJ set, like mm, their first mm-hmm. DJ set, just so I can understand the journey that they want to take people on. Because I can just imagine that this track right here, Keep Moving by Bronson, I can just imagine this being perfect in the middle of a set when you want to just switch up the vibe and take everybody on a freaking journey, a dark journey. I'm about it, Alec. You already know they're going to do some type of virtual experience or let's go. I don't know about a live stream, but maybe a virtual experience. I mean, they Odessa has been known to put those mixes out. So I'm sure it's just a mm-hmm. matter of time. They're probably just waiting to release all of this and then they're going to do some type of virtual experience. And then I'm sure when it's safe to do so, they will do some live show in person. All right. So now we're moving on to the last one for this section. We really blew through that. Good job, Samir. We actually kept up the pace of this time. Dude, I, I try to keep it moving. I, I try love to keep it. it moving. I love it. Let's keep it on going. Okay, Matt Zoe, what's going on, my man? Just came out with an EP, two-track EP called Problems. We're going to play Problems for you first. Take a listen. I'll be I'll be honest with you, man. This one I was not really that big of a fan mm. of. You know, I still think Matt Zoe, his impeccable uh, attention to detail, was very well seen right here in this track. I mean, really, everything was layered quite nicely in here. It's just that I was not a huge fan of like the overall sounds that he was using and also the uh, the lyrics as well. This is honestly a pretty easy skip for me. I was not a fan. What do you think? Hmm, interesting. Because I enjoyed it to an extent i don't want to say i disliked it this was kind of one where i was like okay i see what he's doing but i don't really feel positive or negative about it i'm more neutral on it so it it definitely would be more of a skip for me it's not something that if i saw 
in my uh, SoundCloud or Spotify library, I would be like, okay, got to put this on. But I was intrigued and I can see what he's doing with it, which I think he really capitalized upon in the next song. I'm pretty sure you agree with Mm -hmm. me here. So let's give that a play. That is called Love Songs. Take a listen. This is 100% that vibe, man. I love this. I absolutely love this song, Love Songs. What a great name for that. This is such a great song. It really gives you like those 80s, 90s female radio pop singer. Like something that like my mother would throw on in the car when I was younger and I was sitting in the back seat. You know what I mean? And like we'd sing along to. Your mother knows what's up, man. Great taste of music. Absolutely, she does. I love my mom. She really influenced my taste of music that I, you know, that I listen to and enjoy today. Frankie Valley and the Four oh, Seasons. Yeah, we talked like about we this talked a couple about. weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. She, she got me into them, man. But seriously, dude, this has this has the reflection of old school vibes that we just talked about from the '80s or '90s, and it really kind of modernizes that and brings that right here into the 21st century. I cannot get enough of this song. This shit would absolutely pop off mm-hmm. at a pool party mm-hmm. or on a beach. I love it, Alec. What do you think? Hands down agree with you my man this it's certainly something that would be the vibe whether you're on a road trip in the car with the windows down or you're at a beach club sipping on a nice cool drink and just getting into some of the older school vibes i love how some of this stuff is coming back now you know i mean trends are definitely circular right um particularly in other areas such as fashion and and things like that but you see it with music too and i love that he's kind of going back to that 80s 90s uh, type of star as you mentioned and just it just goes to show you man matt zo he is just one of the most all-round musicians and artists mm-hmm. that i have ever listened to he does it all i mean whether it's playing sets like you know he does drum and bass sets now and then to you know his electronic sound i, I don't know just all across the board and he even does it in the studio and too so even though i uh, problems wasn't really didn't hit home for me I just enjoy his creativity and the fact that he's willing to put himself, go out on a limb and try different styles. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, dude. I completely, completely agree with you. But real quick, before we move on to the new music from artists that we're watching, you know, I got a lob a quick question at you while we're doing the new music section. So here's my quick question for you. All right. We just talked about beach time vibes, grabbing a drink on the beach. Quickly, what is your go-to drink on the beach? What you got? Ooh, that is a very, very good question. What? It depends where we are. Where are we? Where I'm giving you beach? three seconds to three answer this seconds? question. Three seconds? Okay. I'm still going to go with a rum and coke. That's just my go-to in general. There we go. All right. I'm going with the margarita. <laughs> Big margarita guy. Salt on the rim uh, and, and ice cubes, not, not you know frozen. So yeah, I'm all about that. Great detour. Great detour that we just took there. But let's get back to some new music from the artists that we're watching. Alec, I want you to introduce these guys to us because this was your artist that oh, you're watching. Man. So give it to us. Straight. Oh God. These guys just fucking crush it. I love them. They're a jump up D&B duo that go by the name Black Crows, all caps, black spelt b-l-v-c-k put some respect on their name and spell them properly okay they just came out with their sophomore album called vanta and it is a true true album a bunch of songs in there 
Samir, which one do we want to preview first? Because there's so much diversity so much. in this album. They kind of go away a little bit from their typical jump up drum and bass style, mm-hmm. even oh, though yeah. they are they do include a couple songs of that style in there, but they just have got some like hard trap and just I don't know, hard dance, I think you said in the show notes then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just it's there's all over the place in such a good way. So which one do we want to play first? Yeah, so I'm gonna go with my personal favorite off this album. Let's go ahead and play Devil's Door. EDM Champions, take a listen to this one. Just an absolute slapper. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to get out of this fucking cage. Let's go. That is the, that is the feeling for this entire album. And what a yeah. fitting name, Devil's Door. I absolutely love it, man. Just In fact, all of their tracks, they actually named pretty darn well. So shout out to them for that. Mm. I love it when they name tracks appropriately. But what is it about this song that you particularly enjoy? Honestly, man, it's it's just the, the, influ- the different influences of genres mm-hmm. happening here right now, man. Like, like you very appropriately just said, like these guys are jump up DMB, but this album is just a new direction for Black Crows. I mean, they have so many songs that have literally two different styles of drops in them, mm-hmm. which it honestly works for these guys. It really works. Hard trap, like Alec had just said, and then these guys are going all in on the hard style, hard dance sound. And let me tell you guys something. It's working. It it's really working is. on me. I'm enjoying that. And that's why I love this song so much, man, because you're just getting the hybridization of different genres coming together. And that's the beauty of EDM, dude. It's limitless. It knows no bounds in the sounds that you can use. Alec, give me your favorite track. Oh, man, I couldn't agree with you more. They're incredibly creative, but really, I think it shows through in my favorite track. It just shows how hard they can go. This is arguably one of the harder songs on this album, and I am a big, big fan. Take a listen to Killjoy. massive track from black crows and swamps dude yeah i know (laughs) like hard dance heads bass heads 
you guys are going to be able to find a commonality right here in Black Crows and their brand new album, Vanta. I mean, look, this is not like a sponsored plug. We're just massive fans of this album. <laughs> sure. And, and I, I'm saying that out of a out of an area of surprise just because like I'm not usually that big in a hard dance. I'm trying to appreciate it more. You guys already know we've been slipping it into the podcast a little bit more. But right here, the hybridization of, like I said, all these different genres, it works extremely, extremely well. And I think that's just the way that EDM is moving. We're having more and more sounds melt together. It's bending genres. It's, it's making people confused as to what genre is this? It certainly stumps us. But in the end, good music is good music. And that's what we're getting from Black Crows. I didn't think it could work like this, you know, um, just on paper. But somehow these guys have come out and made it work. I mean, they really yeah. did a bang up super job. So big up to Black Crows. Hell yeah, man. I love the love for Black Crows sophomore album, Vanta. Let's move into this. We got one more track from the new music from artists that we're watching. And you guys know we're talking about the Joyride Protégé. We're talking about Alert. He just did a remix for Blau and Sean Frank, their original song called At Night. Now take a listen to the Alert remix. Here it is. Feet up off the ground. We keep going round. It was never gonna be, never gonna be, never gonna be enough for me. Because you keep me up, keep me up at night. Won't you come? coming through on this remix i'll tell you what i'm a bigger fan of this remix than i am of the original i don't know about you man right there right there with you my friend right there with you not to say that the original is not good because the original is actually a really good song mm -hmm. i i gotta say i'm not normally impressed with blouse releases but i kind of like that one and sean frank say it is how just, it is man say it how it is <laughs> i'm saying it like it is I don't know how this guy does it every single time, but he just takes Bass House and he just takes it in such a fun, energetic way. I mean, he has an EP called Energy. Like, that's what you're going to get from this guy. It's just straight up energy and Alert delivers it every single time. So big ups to him. This is great. He's to the point, man. To the point with his naming conventions of tracks and EPs and albums, right? He doesn't putz around. He, he just he gets to the point. Around. He gets to the point and you can hear that in his production style too. It's like, right, this is going to be crystal clear production. We're going to get straight to the point and we're going to make you want to move. All right, my man. We just have to give a little plug here for where you can find all just of this new music, okay? We have our website, beyondthebeats.co. You can find the specific show notes for this on beyondthebeats.co forward slash episode 68. There's also links to our Spotify and SoundCloud list. Remember, on Spotify, we just put together all of the different music that we mentioned in each episode. And to that, if you want to find the artists we're watching playlist okay we've got one for 2020 and 2019 that's going to be on our soundcloud so definitely check that out there and while you're there why don't you do a little bit of perusing through our sessions okay we've got so many Ooh. good ones from the likes of people like scribe we just had brave tone on volick we've got a lot of different diversity 
in that in terms of sound and we've got more coming in the pipeline at a later date so definitely hit subscribe on soundcloud take a listen to those and while you're at that too show us some more love we want to get to know you interact with us on the socials we've got instagram that's at btb.pod we've got twitter that's at pod btb if you feel in some type of way about something we've said okay or you want to show your support for an opinion that we've just voiced feel free to reach out to us on there and then if you really want to be you know oh just so very formal you can reach out to us with a nicely phrased letter to or rather virtual digital letter to our email address that's connect at beyondthebeats.co just speaking of people reaching out showing support i just want to quickly say Thank you to everybody who's been leaving us ratings and reviews in the Mm, Apple Podcasts mm -hmm. app because we've been getting a lot more ratings and we just very recently got this review literally less than a day ago. And the review says here, really love this podcast. Samir and Alec are obviously incredibly passionate about EDM and its shows. It's also just great to listen to a podcast that is relatable. They're just two friends talking about something they love and it's really refreshing. Thank you. That's exactly what Alec and I are That's doing the here. Vibe, man. We're two best buds. I love this guy. Hopefully he loves me. And we're just talking about something we both love. Sometimes. Occasionally. We're just talking about something we both love, and that's EDM. So if you guys want to show us some love, we would greatly appreciate that. Drop a rating and review. Dude, speaking of some love, all right. Let me tell you something, man. Let's take a deep breath and let's talk about this real quick. There we go. COVID-19, coronavirus, you guys already know what it's about. We're not going to go into it, but it's, it's causing a lot of uncertainty. And with uncertainty brings stress. And there's nothing more important, in my opinion, especially during this time. Well, I'm sure there's a couple more things that are important. But one thing that's super important is stress management. Mm-hmm. All right. That's right. Alec, what is your number one way for dealing with stress, especially as we kind of wade through these unknown times? Tell me about it. It's very, very simple. It's something that every single person in the entire world, no matter where you're from, can do. It's something that we take for absolute granted. We never think about it. In fact, if you think about it, it's slightly weird. But once you do start thinking about it, you'll find it will be one of the probably best tools that you have in your stress management toolbox. Okay, you ready, Samir? You ready to hear this? Bro, I'm born ready. Let's go. All right, so all it is, is just breathe. Seriously, breathe. But don't just breathe. People are really, there's, there's kind of an epidemic going, actually. A very interesting podcast I listened to um, and book that I've been reading about breathing. And a lot of people just start breathing through their mouths. They become a, like a mouth breather, right? But that's actually a very inefficient way to be breathing in. And when we are breathing through our mouth, we're just mostly exhaling CO2. So when you breathe in through your nose, it's actually a much more efficient way to be getting in oxygen. And so some of the times when you're just breathing through your mouth, it's very inefficient. So to handle stress, okay, just try this. When you're feeling really overwhelmed, when you're feeling really anxious, just sit aside for like, you know, three to five minutes and do six seconds in, six seconds out. I'm one who always was like, oh, okay, just breathing, can't do much. But the more I look into it and the more I try it on on myself, the more I'm starting to believe and how simple but yet effective breathing techniques are for managing your stress. So just breathe. Just take a minute to breathe and breathe in and out through your nose. That's amazing. That's amazing. You know, my number one uh, tip for combating stress just in in my personal life and everybody's different. Alec has, you know, he just told you guys his number one tip and my number one tip is going to be radically different than his. Mine is breathe through your mouth. No, (laughs) (laughs) it's like I'm going to counter that. 
I'm messing around. I'm messing around. Uh, no, my, my number one tip is honestly, just realize the kind of person that you are and, and self-reflect on what you need to kind of recharge and what it takes for you to kind of mm. relax. And so mm. what I've really been learning about myself, because I'm just constantly surrounded by people because nobody's going anywhere. So I have roommates, you know, my girlfriend, and my parents, Every, anywhere I go, I'm always surrounded by people. And what I realized I needed even though I'm a very extroverted person, you guys can already tell on the podcast, I'm very high energy. Alec knows that. I'm always talking to new people. Always. This guy, just always. nonstop, man. He's a social butterfly, he is. <laughs> Thank you, dude. But like what I need to just kind of relax and kind of deal with my stress is I just need to separate myself from other people. Mm. And whether that be just kind of sitting on the stoop of my apartment, having a glass of water, looking up at the clouds just by myself, no phone, no, no mm-hmm. social interaction, mm-hmm. just taking a couple minutes. It doesn't have to be that long. Or if I'm at my parents' place, I'll just lay out on the deck and just watch the clouds. Again, no phone, just be by myself and just really enjoy the stillness that I'm experiencing by not being with other people. And that really kind of recenters me and helps me get over this stress hump that I'm feeling. It kind of recharges me and helps me get motivated to get right back into the grind of getting things done, whether it be for work, with friends, whether it be this podcast or with my family. I just, you know, I just need some time sometimes to just take a step back and take a deep breath. That's what it all comes out to, man. Just breathing, just breathing, I guess, you know. EDM champions, Alec already plugged the socials, but feel free to tweet at us at PodBTB and let us know your number one way to alleviate stress. We'll put up a a poll question, I think, too, Samir, on uh, Instagram. We should definitely do that. I'm about that. And I know a bunch of you guys are musicians. I know a bunch of you guys are artists who are trying to hone in on your craft, you know, become a better person. And you guys probably have your own methods of dealing with stress and we want to hear about them. Maybe we'll learn something. We'll share them with our EDM champions and let's just, let's just make everybody feel better one pod at a time. All right, Alec, so pumped up on this first topic for Mm -hmm. our music culture section. And I just want to give a massive shout out to the Barry family. We're talking about Darren Barry and Matt Barry. Just want to say what up to these EDM champions and thank you guys so much for putting social sanctuary on Mm -hmm. our radar but before we dive into that all right we got to support our edm champions and darren i just want to thank you so much for putting your son's music on our radar because he is a truly truly talented artist and we're talking about matt barry based out of los angeles currently attending icon collective for music production so what up to him if you guys enjoy melodic bass music like seven lines or if you guys enjoy porter robinson's music or madeon's music then you're going to love what Matt Berry is all about. And one of my personal favorites of his tracks, it's called I'm Not Sorry. Take a listen to this track. I think you guys are going to really love it.
a banger, man. An absolute banger. banger. You know, when I Let's when go. Darren was emailing us and I, I asked him for, you know, hit the uh for all the socials and all the links to, you know, Matt's uh, tracks because I was just interested. I'm not going to lie. I was very pleasantly surprised. I mean, this oh, kid yeah. has got some talent. I mean, some real, real talent. And I think you surmised it perfectly when you were talking about Seven Lines and even some Porter Robinson influence in there. This kind of overall melodic bass that he's going for. This kid's got a bright, bright future. Very, very excited to be seeing where he goes on his journey it's just it's just overall just fantastic to hear somebody who's studying music and really putting it into practice it's fantastic so keep Absolutely. going matt and just again thank you so much darren for sending not only just matt's information over but introducing us to social sanctuary which we will certainly talk about now but he's one of our older edm champions out there this guy has been around it, yeah. in the scene he really has so he's an og of not only the podcast but of the electronic music scene i love it man i absolutely love it because you know you can never get too old I, people always talk about this right like you can never get too old for electronic music i think it's absurd people who are like oh you know you, you get past like 30 or 40 you can't be listening to it bullshit not Hell yeah, true dude. let them know it's a vibe it's a state of being. You can always love electronic music. So shout out to Darren for doing that. That's fantastic stuff. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. All right. So guys, we talked about this at the top of the show, but we know that the folks in the music industry, especially those who are involved in the production of our favorite festivals and of our favorite concerts and clubs, they're hurting. We're all hurting, right? Because of the fact that like there's none of these events that are happening, right? But how do we make sure that music industry professionals are still able to, number one, practice their craft, number two, still make some money, and number three, still put on wicked productions for people like us, you and me, EDM champions all around the world, to enjoy at home while enter social sanctuary what a fantastic article from grammy.com not like a grandma but like the grammy awards a uh, a fantastic award show put on by the recording academy of america and these guys they did a fantastic spotlight on social sanctuary and how they're making sure that in this era of covid19 of the coronavirus we are still able to enjoy live entertainment at home and one thing that i love about what social sanctuary is doing is these guys are taking protective measures so seriously. I mean, just going through this article, first of all, they put on these live streams and these live productions that, you know, that is recorded and then that can be enjoyed at home. They put these on for a multitude of different genres, you know, DJs and bands and even uh, comedy acts, which is pretty, pretty interesting That's as awesome. well. I can't imagine like doing like a, a comedy show to no audience, but you know, you got to do what you got to do, man. You got to do what you got to do. It's, uh, it's completely hard. agreed. They're, they adapted so quickly, and that's what's so impressive about them. But not only that, what really shocked me is their uh, measures that they're putting in place to make sure that they're keeping their staff safe. Every time you enter the building, you got to get your temperature checked. And you could go out for a lunch, and you got to come back, and you still have to get your temperature checked. They're making sure that every station involved in the production, whether that be through lighting or visual or audio, whatever it may be, they make sure that everybody's at minimum six feet apart. And not only that, each booth is protected by plexiglass, making sure that the contact uh, stays minimal when people are working closely with each other. And what's awesome, and I love this, I love this quote in here, but they, they're basically saying that anytime somebody's not wearing a mask properly or when somebody's not wearing a mask, they get on each other's cases about it. That is so fucking awesome. That is so important. I wish we could do more of that in, in regular real life. Like I wish I could tell everybody in my city to wear a goddamn mask, 
but I can't. I can't. We can only talk about it right here on the podcast. But dude, this is really, really awesome, man. And and how this came up is actually Matt Barry got a chance to uh, to be a part of one of these live streams on Social Sanctuary, basically outfitting a music venue and making sure that it's still able to take in some revenue by hosting and producing these live streams within the venue itself. It gets money into the pockets of music industry professionals. And one of my favorite parts about this, Alec, and you may be mentioning this as well, but it also gives the opportunity for newcomers who want to get into the live entertainment production side of things. It gives them an opportunity to jump into it, especially when there's literally no concerts or shows happening. It allows them to kind of do these apprenticeships as well. And I think that's amazing. Alec, what do you think of this? It's absolutely amazing. I mean, this is just a prime example of how to pivot and deal with things in a time of crisis and just do what you can while keeping safety at the forefront and in the core of what you're doing. I mean, they've got screen separated areas, plexiglass separation, viewing and safety platforms, right? Um, and then of course they just, you know, professionally live stream this. It's just, you know, very high quality streams. It's not just some, mm-hmm. you know, camcorder on the thing like they're doing a proper no, this is, bang this up is job. Legit. Oh yeah. And yeah. just the and just the in-house production that they bring. It's just it's awesome. But I want to talk a little bit more about the internship aspect because that to me is really probably one of the best things. I mean, aside from the safety yeah. aspect, it's the fact that they're still giving opportunities to people because I feel so bad for anybody who has just graduated or people who are looking to graduate next year, you know, and even just, and actually, let's just overall say anybody in university at this time, especially sophomore years and up where you're trying to get internships, you're trying to get experience, um, and then particularly those recent grads, it's just such a hard time for people right now, especially if you want to go into the music industry and even on the more, you know, technical side of it, right? So just getting some of this experience with that is just, it's just amazing to really see and is something that I hope spreads to other countries. I mean, other countries might be doing better than US is, so might not be as necessary, but you know, I hope this type of, um, just the, the ability to pivot like this, right? I hope that this is something we can do in the future for, you know, knock on wood, we don't see it for a while, but God forbid there's another pandemic that happens in the future. I hope that we can roll out these type of pivots, yeah. um, you know, more smoothly, and in a faster fashion. And I think, you know, the social sanctuary is just a prime example of how to do it correctly. It really is just benefiting not only artists, not only people who are looking to get involved in the music industry, but also the consumers of electronic music. It really does give people an outlet. You know, I know a lot of people are struggling from not being able to go to shows because there's a there's a real community aspect around that too, not being able to see their friends, not being able to go out, not being able to release stress in that way. So I, it's not perfect. It's not going to completely replace it, but it doesn't have to. It just goes to show what you can do with what you have. You've just got to do something, but you've got to do it correctly and safely. Absolutely. And uh, Joey Gallagher, the CEO of Gallagher Staging, basically the people who are behind putting on these social sanctuary events, he said it perfectly right here at the end of this article. And he he says this here. Once large gatherings are allowed again, everyone is going to want to go to a live event, be with the crowd, and get that experience because there's nothing like that. You can't duplicate it. No matter how hard you try, going to a live concert or show is the best thing in the world. And so these guys, they realize that, yes, this is nice. These are cool events that they're putting on. But they know that once all this is over, once it's safe to return back to the dance floors, people are going to be flocking to the dance floors. And we're going to see a little bit of this activity in the live streams kind of subside. But in the meantime, 
this is still somewhat of a good replacement for the experiences that we all miss. So you know what, dude? Shout out to that team at Gallagher Staging. Keep up the fantastic work. And once again, thank you to the Berries for uh, you know sharing this information with us. And Matt, your music is awesome, dude. Keep it up. You're going to be killing it. Couldn't have said it better. Couldn't have said it better. Thank you guys so much again. All right, moving forwards. We've got the IMS Ibiza 2020 report. We absolutely love Alec, this How do you say... How do you say Ibiza? Could, could you repeat do, that do one more time for like all that. the EDF it's, champions? It's, it's Ibiza. It, uh, I, Ibiza? Wait, what? <laughs> you, you just know how to ground my gears. It's, it's I do. Ibiza, okay? T-H, you pronounce it like that, all right? That's how you got to say it. It's not Ibiza or something like that. Come on, man. You know better. Dude, all I got to say is this. I cannot wait to get to Ibiza when this is all <laughs> over, man. I'm so I, stoked. I you, man. Hopefully one day we can attend in person uh the summit that they do which this report is a part of um but definitely check out the show notes if you're interested we did talk last week about price sections such as the impact of live streaming and we talked specifically about twitch and how that company has really benefited and is driving Ooh. a lot of the live streaming you know sensation that has been going on in the electronic music industry and the music industry as a whole so definitely check out last week's episode and the report if you're interested in that. But this week, we will be focusing on the last two sections. And the first section is talking about the impact on the club and festival scene, which, you know, uh, as you probably could predict, is not, <laughs> it's not been the best. Not great. Not been great, right? And really not, not great. been great. It's just, <sighs> we could dig into the data a little bit here. I mean, it's, it's pretty incredible. Um, You've seen from all across the entire world, right, everywhere, you've got festivals and clubs really just not being able to have any types of live performances. So if there's any standout data here, Samir, what would you say uh, is really come to some of the, the data that all the champions should know? Yeah, man. I mean, the one statistic that really kind of shocked me is the fact that you know, they, they calculated this in April 20, on April 20th of this year, but basically saying that 8.9 million fans are unable to attend the shows or the festivals that they had tickets for. And one of the hardest hit countries is, uh, is Germany, followed by France, the Netherlands, UK, US, and then pretty much every other country uh, around the world, man. I mean, I, c I cannot believe that this has impacted 8.9 million dance music fans, but... You know, that just goes to show you that we're we're all experiencing this. We're all in this together. The only country that I've really seen kind of opening back up with their live music events is, is New Zealand, man. Yeah. But every other country, pretty much, virtually every other country is still going through this pandemic. Like, it's not just here in the U.S., man. It's everywhere. It really is, man. It really is. You just look at just some of the numbers. I mean, 342 essentially total cancellations and postponements across the entire globe. Um, just from January. That's just for music festivals too, yes. not counting the little club shows. These just music festivals. Which is just, you know, insane to think about. It's also insane to think about that there's that many going on <laughs> across the world, right? I mean... I tell you, man, the, the Mother Earth, she keeps dancing. She keeps dancing right up until this time. Really, honestly, she really does. And, you know, here's the thing. So while that's not the good news, we have seen things which are trying to to make up we just talked about social sanctuary and I, I think that's actually one of the things i wished this report did talk about was the people like social sanctuary because one of their conclusions in this report is that while you've got these alternatives such as live streams 
driving gigs and distance dance floors, they are saying that these are unlikely to be commercially viable for the venues moving forwards. And, you know, man, I, I'm sorry, but I will have to agree in large part yeah. with that just because clubs were already going out of business before COVID happened. It was already very mm -hmm. tight margins. Um, and, and this, unfortunately, for lots of smaller clubs, is kind of the the last nail in the coffin and it makes me very worried about just my local clubs and i'm constantly thinking about you know what are the ways to support it so people have been doing you know live streams i mean uh pacha ibiza has been doing a house party via zoom right so they're doing that and just those live streams there you've got we've talked about it multiple times on the podcast but drive in you know venues that are being put up but then again you've got limited capacity and there's limited amount of number of places that you could do this and it's just not feasible for most of the clubs so it's interesting i think that will probably benefit the driving gigs more the promoters rights rather mm -hmm. than the actual venues or, or the festivals themselves and then those distance dance floors i mean uh gerd jansen in coconut beach germany it's, it's a great idea but it's only up to 100 people right so it's yeah moving forward how is that going to to work, man? So I, we just went through a lot of different stuff there, man. But how are you feeling about this um, almost negative news here? And is there any way you see, uh, pot potentially not mention this report, that we can get around what seems like to be almost a, a mini apocalypse in the scene? Yeah, this news isn't really shocking, Alec. I think you and I were both kind of expecting to see like a very... Mm -hmm. Uh, a dire situation for our, our clubs and our local venues. Honestly, man, I'm having a hard time coming up with ways that we could be supporting our local venues right now. But if there's one thing that I think that we could all be doing, I wish our promoters would just come out with gift cards, man. Our, our local New York City, San Francisco, Berlin, whatever. Like I wish they'd be coming out with gift cards for like a discounted price because I would, dude, I'd buy up like $200 worth of gift cards, man. If I'm able to support my promoter in my city, and not only that, still be able to use that gift card for when shows are, are back on, when raves are back on. That's that's the only way that I could think of it. But we need to do a cash injection into these venues and into these promoters. Hell, if you can give me uh, a gift cards for Avant Gardner, I, I'd be all about that, man. But we, we these these promoters in these venues, they need to get creative, man, because it's going to be a long time until, until we can start attending shows and raves again. You know, and again, I just want to emphasize, I think it's, it's definitely a terrible time for all parties involved and it's certainly a terrible time for promoters, but promoters do have a little bit more of the flexibility that venues mm -hmm. really do not have. So I think the cash injection definitely should also go to promoters, but we really should be looking at um, a cash injection into the venue owners, right? And being yeah. able to keep the venues going because that's part of the problem is, is really sometimes these venues aren't, that well equipped to do these virtual streams um and, and you know promoters might do it elsewhere or take it to other places so it, you know we, we've certainly seen i mean i know space and uh, miami has been doing quite a, yeah. a bit of that we just talked about uh pacha in ibiza but there's got to be something else done so whether it's some type of fund right which we can crowdsource together that goes to some of these uh you know places but let's be honest we, it really has to be on a much larger scale just the sheer Absolutely number agreed. of clubs in the united states alone and then just other countries but we're just talking about the u.s here um since it's a pretty dire situation out in the u.s where it's better i think in uh, some other countries but for the u.s specifically 
you know, I, I can't really see any other way around this other than just some type of, some type of governmental intervention. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, the, the gift card idea to me is I think very interesting. I haven't thought about that. I'm not sure how that would work, whether they could do that, you know, if there's anything they have to set up from that from a tax perspective or I don't know. I'm not too sure. I'm not too sure about that, man. But this, this is what I'm trying to drive home. The point here is we need to get creative. A lot of restaurants when, you know, indoor dining and outdoor dining were shut down, they were selling gift cards that you could use to do like takeout orders at, at a discount. That was helping to keep them afloat, making sure that they had their revenue coming in, making sure that they had cash on hand. We need our venues to be doing the same thing as well, man. Like if I could buy prepaid, you know, drink tickets or whatever, like let's get creative because I think it's going to be very hard to pass a big cash injection for our venues all around the U.S. when, you know, many, you know, voters and constituents probably are not attending these venues like you and I are, right? Mm-hmm. So it's hard to kind of get this vision into, you know, in front of the eyes of our of our state legislators and the, our folks in Congress. And, and uh, I'm not trying to get this political, but what I'm trying to say is it's going to be a massive undertaking. It's going to be very difficult, many hurdles to get a... a big enough cash injection into our venues that would help them stay afloat and you usually do see in times of crises unfortunately a lot of the arts do suffer yeah you know i mean it's it's yeah. a tough thing right i mean i'm <laughs> it's not an easy scenario by any means but you do see the arts tend to take a, a particularly uh, large brunt just for, for the yeah. reasons that you mentioned that not everybody you know attends all different types of art forms and it's generally seen as being a lower priority which it's a topic for a separate debate, but I understand both sides of the argument there. Um, but just at the end of the day, we do have to get creative. And so that's why I think this next section we're talking about, there might be some crossover here, but you're seeing these uh, you know, technology platforms um, as well as uh, promotion platforms such as Fest Ticket doing these live streams, right? And DJs and artists certainly taking advantage of those. But I wonder if there's some type of crossover they, they could do with venues. Right. I know a lot of this is allowing DJs and people to do it remotely, but just working with promoters, but also working with people such as Mixcloud or SoundCloud mm-hmm. or Spotify. Why can't Spotify sponsor a live stream, but partner up with local venues, right? Having it there, splitting some of the revenue between them as well. Might be less revenue for the, you know, um, event promotion companies that'd be putting it on and organizing the DJs and the artists, but at least that would be helping the venue just put you know, just get something out of it, right? Like there's some benefit there, even if it's just awareness. Um, and I'm not sure whether there, I'm sure there are, there's a fund. I'm sure there's some type of fund out there, but contributing to that and, you know, really promoting that on these platforms. I really think um, that there should be just a little bit more awareness being raised around just the venues because it seems like they've been really kind of out of the conversation. There's been yeah. a lot of focus on artists and that's fantastic. Definitely keep focusing on supporting artists, but we have to also remember the places that allow these artists to perform. What One thing that I've been thinking about for venues, and this is something I want to get your opinion on, Samir, um, I, I really do see one of the faster ways is getting a little bit more involvement from the private sector in this. And I've, I, I mentioned it with people such as SoundCloud or MixCloud sponsoring and you know, hosting, getting together an event promotion group that's local as well as a local venue and putting on live streams from there, potentially with, you know, local uh, talent and local DJs. But how do you feel about some of the bigger sponsors, right? I, I know there's been a lot of pushback in the past from it becoming overly commercialized, but you've got companies out there which are doing well, 
right? They, they are, I don't want to say benefiting because no one really benefits, but for lack of a better phrase, I'm going to say from a business perspective, they are getting, they are seeing increased amounts of revenue. So we're talking about people mm -hmm. like Amazon, right? How do you feel about them getting more involved in the scene? It's, it's a tough one, right? Because it's like, it is a tough do you one. let them come yeah. in? And then how does, you know, do they leave? Do they go on? Because we've seen in the past that I think just electronic music in general has, has kind of been a bit taboo and a bit uh, something that big corporate America wants to stay away from, right? Uh, for numerous different reasons. Well, but this, Colonel Sanders was up on the Ultra 2019 main stage well, that, talking that, about Kentucky about Fried how, Chicken. But think about how long yeah. it took to get to that point where they did that. And I think they've certainly stepped back off to some of the reception they've got because they went a little bit too much of a, of a PR stunt with that. But just let's say even if it's just a simple branding play, right, where that's kind of the sponsorship opportunity, they're not being as proactively involved. I, I, would you be in support of something like that if it was really generating revenue and attention towards local venues? I would be okay with that because it's already happening. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. I th it's happening underneath people's noses and I feel like they're just not so aware of that, if that makes sense, mm -hmm. right? So on, on this slide right here, slide 23, this is a perfect example of what I'm talking about here. Coca-Cola sponsored the Cascade uh, live stream that he did over the Grand Canyon. All right, so there's one example see, right there. see, that's not at a venue and though. That's what I'm saying is that that's not no, going towards a venue in particular. I know, I, I see what you're saying, but what I'm saying is like, these brands are already starting to step in mm -hmm. and be a part of electronic music. Why not take that next step forward to sponsor our venues as well? That's mm -hmm. what I'm trying to get at here. Like, it's not like we haven't seen massive uh, companies like a Coca-Cola or like Amazon, like what they're doing with Deadmau5 and the live streams, you know, th that they partnered up on or like Heineken. Heineken is like the number one beer supporter for, for Ultra, right? And they're also doing sponsorships of David Guetta's United at Home live streams. Like we're already seeing these steps coming forward but i know edm community is very adverse to like the over commercialization of electronic music but i mean the reality is is that the over commercialization the commercialization of our scene it's been happening mm. and now it's becoming more and more apparent and we're you know we're seeing these bigger and bigger names come out and put their branding on top of these live streams why not have them do it on our venues that way we can save these freaking places so we can dance there once again i think so long as it's done tastefully right and yeah it's not like, i don't want to see a dj's visuals have like the amazon logo overlaid them while he's playing <laughs> you know what i mean like that's not what i'm talking about you know but like if i get like a wristband you know to get right. to the venue and it says like amazon or something on it whatever like i don't give a fuck like i'm already using amazon Ooh, amazon to buy tickets oh boy i can see well that that's a whole other i'm sure they're thinking about that but no i agree yeah. with you i think if you you look at kind of just if they if they're just using it as a as a pure brand activation play, right? So they've just got some activation assets, things such as like a step and repeat. You know, maybe like you can take a picture in front of it, right? Um, or you know, even I would be okay for a live stream. I, I you say not on the visuals, but I don't know if it's really going to help. You, you know, nah. ah, it's. I do feel nah, like if you I, can I, I, integrate it within kind of the the setup of it, I think it might be okay. It really might be because okay, so so how would it how would it work? So you're just saying if it would be just like a pure sponsorship, so it'd be like Amazon, you know, Coca Cola brings you Cascade at Space yeah. Miami, and that's it. it, it that's the extent to which 
Yeah, like I don't want to see like Mr. Clean in front of Rez's visuals. Okay, like that's not what I'm trying to trying to look for. Like a bald headed character, you know, while it's swirling around everywhere, like in the red and blacks of Rez's visuals. Like I don't want that. Yeah. But yes, that's exactly that's exactly what I mean though. Like having it on the tickets, having it on the wristbands, having like a you know, like you know those things that people take pictures in front of, like those big banners and signs, like that shit. You know what I mean? But like don't start messing with my live experience. That's all I got to say about Even that. Even if it was integrated into the live experience no. properly. No. So I'm not talking no. about like a like the actual, you know, characters, right? I'm just talking about almost the brand of it that it flashes every now and then. Because here's the thing. If you're in support of them putting an on and sponsoring these events, you are very naive, my friend, if you don't think that this, this is the rabbit hole that will be opened. And it will be injected at some point. So I think rather than sitting here saying, I'm not going to be okay with it, we as a community need to figure out, okay, how are we going to be okay with it? We got to look forward and see that this is potentially something that's going to have to happen because before COVID, the scene for smaller clubs was already looking very grim. And what's to say that, you know, people are already doing it with live streams. I mean, you know, Live Nation has been doing this already. So it's not like it's completely out of the blue you said it yourself my man this has been going on i mean live nation has been doing it insomniac does it the difference is is that it's their own brand so what is the difference if it's brought to you just as we see with sports broadcasts or we see with sports games what's the difference with it becoming part of the brand there because we we already see the commercialization of it we just don't think about it that way because it's insomniac or it's ultra but my god they've branded the shit out of everything so, yes, I do agree with you, but they branded the shit out of everything in a very tasteful way is what I'm trying to say. Like, you got to do this in, in a tasteful way, man. Like, I don't want, like, you know, just some some person in the marketing department now for, like, a Coca-Cola just be like, oh, this will be a good idea and just completely fuck up the live experience for everybody. That That's not well, what I'm I want. Not like, saying they're that always either. do this in a tasteful way. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not advocating for that either. Like, I don't want to see, like... You know, like how before movies start, there's like a bunch of fucking previews and like ads for snacks from like, you know, your, your movie theater plays. Like, I don't like in between sets. Like, I don't want to see like, go grab a drink at, the, at a bar two for one. Like, I don't want to like, I don't want that. Like, there's a, there are ways to integrate it and there are ways to do it without ruining the live experience for everybody. Do I have all the answers to that? No, I certainly don't. But I know there are ways to do it that the EDM community will accept and will help us save our stages. No, I, I agree. I'm just pressing you a bit more on the specifics here because I think we they're going to need more than something just saying, oh, it's brought to you by X, Y, and Z company. I'm saying to do it like Ultra does it, to do it like Insomniac does it, where it is explicitly part of the experience, but it's a way that's non-intrusive and doesn't ruin the actual experience of itself. I'm saying it's already being done. It's just... But the difference is is that Insomniac is actually a company that puts on festivals and raves. Like, it's not just like but some they, third party coming in. they still do have co-branding on it. You just probably don't realize it because it's more seamless, but they do bring on co-branding. But that's what I'm saying is that it's seamless. Well, well that's like what I'm saying done too. It. It's like, you can still do You're it You're talking about putting shit up on the visuals right uh, now, well, dude. No, I meant that from virtual experiences. I'm not talking about like when you're at a festival stage. Oh, fuck. We just been going, we just no, been completely dude, misunderstanding each other. What the hell? God, no. I'm talking about from a virtual. That's why I brought up the live stream, saying oh, it's part of okay. the live stream yes. visuals, part of the virtual experience, not in person. God, no. I apologize. I apologize. I'm like, Alec wants to see no. freaking Amazon like all over the oh visuals and shit. No, that I, I will agree with. For the live streams, I'm I'm more okay with that. Well, I, yeah. I mean, that's, I think it's just, 
it's I'm okay with it and I think it can work and it's just I'm being realistic that's really the only way these live streams I'm like sweating over here because I'm getting so mad at Alec (laughs) I'm like I'm just like my forehead is sweating no god no man you don't have to do it of course not like you leave the visuals to the artist especially when it's in person right yeah but there's some overlays that you can do virtually where it would work um and just being perfectly blunt and honest about it that is the only way these things are going to make money the only way you're going to drive revenue it really is like if you want it for free that is the trade-off because these things aren't free to put on so it's Mm -hmm. like okay Mm -hmm. we either you have it's kind of the same thing that we're, we're seeing as a crisis in the news industry it's like do you have free content but with that comes advertising and comes branding or do you pay for it? So as a community, we really do need to figure out, are we okay paying $20 for a virtual experience? Are we okay paying $5? Or are we okay paying nothing, hopping on yeah. for whatever we want? But there is some branding going on with the virtual experience, my friend, not in person. I want to be very clear about that. <laughs> right, right. Virtual. I'm not saying you go to Shambhala and it's Reza's set and you've got fucking Coca-Cola <laughs> bottles going around on the thing. No, that would be horrifying okay i'm not saying that and i don't think that will ever happen but yeah yeah i hope not but i'm saying for the virtual ones it's more most likely to happen and i think it's one of the only ways to actually be driving revenue towards the people that need it i I really really do believe that like yeah i think it's one of the only ways to do it and i think we, we just have to because otherwise you're leaving people out on a limb and yeah, you bite the bullet with it, but it, it's going to be, it, you make it a collaborative thing. I, I don't think the sponsors have to be at odds with the event promotion company and with the venues and with the platform that's hosting the live stream. It's just got to be collaborative. And so long as mm-hmm. all parties are focused on driving it back to the music, then it's going to work. And, and I think we have something, just last point on this, I think we actually have it to our benefit here because you know, brands are going to start seeing this as a real opportunity to be driving virtual engagement. So while they do control some of the money aspect of it, there's going to be competition for space, uh, for ad space or for branding space for some of these things. So the event promotion companies and the venues, they do have some leverage here. So if people are asking for just absurd branding and things that don't integrate with the experience, you've got other companies that you can go pitch it to proactively yeah. or other companies waiting and lining up who would be perfectly fine with that. And so long as you're focused on funneling it back all towards the art, all towards the consumer and user experience, I have absolutely no problem with it. And I'm all yep. support of it because I want whatever is just going to get cash in these people's pockets and keep it so that when we're in person, when COVID is done, we can go back and dance. Fuck yeah, dude. What a great way to cap that off. Good discussion. And I wasn't sweating because I was getting mad. It's just really hot in this room right I'm now. Glad, I'm the glad AC that we're on. on the same page because I was like, yeah. what are you arguing about? <laughs> yeah, I was like, what are you talking about right now? No, that is uh, good Good points right there. And that actually caps off the uh, the 2020 so far section of the IMS Ibiza report. But don't you guys worry because next week we'll be talking about the industry value of the electronic music industry and how much that has been affected by COVID-19. We're going to be talking about some real dollars and cents next week. So make sure you guys stick around for that. But Alec, my man, we've, we've been, we have been busy mm-hmm. these past couple of weeks. We've been talking to some fantastic artists and some artists have just been putting it. They're all into these beyond the beat sessions. Alec, who did we just have on for a beyond the beat session? Give it to me straight, baby. Let's go. We had a rising star in the bass house and house scene. 
hailing all the way from Turkey, and he's based out of Turin. What's going on, Brave Tone? Okay, what an Yo. amazing mix he did for us. It's our most recent session. It was an hour long, okay? An hour long. He's blessed everybody. An hour long, ranging from house with some disco funky elements to it to tech house to bass house and even mm -hmm. some acid and they threw it in towards the end of this set so definitely peep it on our soundcloud we're going to go ahead and play a little section of it just in case you didn't hear about it take a listen <laughs> What a fantastic ID oh, from man. Brave Tone. He, this guy just came in and he was just like, all right, everybody stand back. It's my turn up on these decks. And Brave Tone, you truly delivered, my man. You truly, truly delivered. And I just want to thank you for putting together such a fantastic Beyond the Beat session. EDM champions. Guys, do not miss out on this session, especially if you guys are house heads, because mm -hmm. you're going to absolutely love this one. And here's where you can find it. Here we go. You guys ready? Head to the show notes. Where are the show notes? It's on beyondthebeats.co, the website that Alec puts so much love and attention into. And uh, it's the, it's the one-stop shop for all things BTB. That's where you can find all the links to the songs we just talked about, the articles, the IMSFBs report. If you guys are, are numbers nerds like Alec or, you know, <laughs> narrative nerds like me, that's the, that's the place to go. That's the place to go right there. And then, of course, you're going to find links to our socials. Our Instagram is at btb.pod. Our Twitter is at podbtb. Guys, keep those ratings and reviews rolling in because they help us reach a larger audience. We love you and we appreciate all the support. So thank you guys for doing what you do. Very nice, my man. Very nice. Please do go check that out. There's a lot of great content on the site and on our socials. All right, we're getting towards the end of the episode. So we have reached the what are we listening to section where we rate, review, and discuss either a track, two tracks, two EPs or two albums. And this week, we have got two very, very interesting tracks to talk to you about. But Samir, before we dive into it, for all the new EDM champions that are tuning in, what's going on? We see you and we love you. Welcome to the show. Please can you introduce to them our very interesting and unique rating scale. Here on Beyond the Beats, we have our very own unique rating scale, and it ranges from levels 1 through 5. Level 1 is what we call One Listen. It's where you listen to a track, and you're probably never ever going to listen again, but you're encouraging other people to give it a listen. Level 2 is what we call background noise. It's when a song comes on, it's playing in the background, you're not going to really do anything with it, you might be doing other things, you're not too bothered by it, but it's there to keep you company. Level 3 is what we call turn it up. It's when a song comes on, you grab the volume knob and you turn it up. 
Level four is what we call just bought tickets. It's when you listen to a piece of music, you listen to an artist and you immediately look up the next time that they're coming to your town and you gotta buy those tickets. And level five is speechless. It's just you and the music. The song transports you into another world and literally leaves you speechless. So to recap, level one is one listen, level two is background noise, level three is turn it up, level four is just bought tickets, and level five is speechless. Let's get back to it. Thank you, my friend. All right, let's no dig in. I think we should start it off with a mystery man. Someone. Who is this guy? Who is it? Okay. Who is that? We can tell you who it's not. It's DJ Not Porter Robinson. I'm just so shocked that uh, DJ Not Porter Robinson did a remix of Porter Robinson's Get Your Wish. Who does this guy think he is? I don't know, but guys, take a listen to this remix from DJ Not Porter Robinson. in this one man there's some added oomph right i can feel it you know i know we talked a little bit offline about it but and i said i'm not the biggest fan of where porter robinson has been headed recently in his tracks but i want to just kind of qualify that statement and say this would be a little bit more of an exception from well it's dj not porter robinson so it's not definitely not porter robinson i'm a fan (laughs) of the direction that definitely not porter robinson is headed yeah, uh, I got to say, DJ Not Porter Robinson took this original by Porter Robinson. That's, that's a lot of Porter Robinsons <laughs> right there. But he took the original Get Your Wish, and he really added in that extra flavor, that extra fire, that I think this song, the original Get Your Wish, was really, really needing. Mm, you know, mm-hmm. I, I'm thinking to myself, where would I want to listen to this original Get Your Wish by Porter Robinson? Uh, you know, possibly sitting on a hill with my friends, you know, maybe enjoying some mimosas, sitting outside, you know, but I don't know. When I think about this song in the context of like a live setting, I'm having a hard time like being able to get really excited about the original Get Your Wish. Mm-hmm. It just, it's it's a nice song, but it's just not really something that's getting me amped up. It's not club ready almost, right? Like it's not really club ready. Yeah, I would agree with that. It's not, I, I in my opinion, feel like it's not club ready. And I feel like Alec also thinks the same thing. It's not really festival ready. Like if I hear this in a set, sick, but it's not going to get me hyped up. Like it may get, you know, the people around me hyped up. But DJ Not Porter Robinson really came in and added some extra oomph, added that energy. And the the remix is actually perfect in, in in a way of getting you ready to dance. Now, if you're not a fan of the original Get Your Wish, then I don't think that you're going to really enjoy this remix by DJ Not Porter Robinson. I, in my opinion, I like the original. It's not my favorite, but I actually enjoy this remix more than I enjoy the original. That's the same thing with me, man. I'm in the exact same boat there. I wasn't the biggest fan of the original, but I certainly do like this better. Um, And the more I listen to it, I think the more I do appreciate the added oomph that there is to this. This feels a little bit more club ready from DJ Not Porter Mm -hmm. Robinson. So... I'm right on board with you there. I think we, we're on the same page. 
Awesome. All right. So it seems like we're on the same page uh, for DJ, not Porter Robinson's remix of Porter Robinson's Get Your Wish. Now I want to turn this over to our next remix. All right. So Sophie Tucker and Gorgon City, they teamed up for the song House Arrest, which we've talked about on the podcast, which is, I'm sorry. It is such a good song. song. So much. Such a good song. I love the energy that Alec is exuding for the original because I'm also a big fan of this one as well. Now we got Chris Lorenzo, one of Alec's favorite DJs, mm-hmm. and he is a fantastic DJ and producer. Chris Lorenzo came in and did a remix of this track. Guys, take a listen to his remix of Sophie Tucker and Gorgon City's House Arrest. I'm a fan, man. This is just a good vibe. It's not something that blows out of the ballpark per se, but is certainly something that's a vibe, right? I, and I really do think that's the intention that Chris Lorenzo had when going in to make this remix. It's not something that's going to get you hyped up. It's, you know, I don't prefer it actually over the original, but I'm hmm. also not really comparing them. I think that they're almost separate right like this is just much more it's for a different crowd it's for a different vibe than i would say the original song is and i i love the i absolutely love the original however i'm just not comparing it them together because you wouldn't really hear them i don't think played in the same set necessarily i think this would be for much more suiting for a much more relaxed you know set albeit maybe even potentially like a uh, a deep house set something like that that's a good point that's a good point because we actually just talked about that with Porter Robinson versus the DJ, not Porter <laughs> Robinson remix of Get Your Wish. And I think that this remix versus the original battle that we have going on here with this one, the song House Arrest by Sophie Talking Gorgon City versus the Chris Lorenzo remix, you're, you're absolutely right. Two different vibes, two different clubs. Like the original, great song, would fit perfectly in a club. You know what I mean? Get, get the mm-hmm. energy moving. This would fit perfectly in a Sophie Tucker Gorgon City show. Absolutely no doubt about it. The Chris Lorenzo remix is just so interesting because Chris Lorenzo just seems to be not confined to specific genres. Like we just got a DMV track from this guy called Introspective, one of my favorite songs of 2020. And now he's coming back to these more loungy house beats with his remix of House Arrest. And for me, it's not like a mind-blowing remix. It's not like this is something that Chris Lorenzo has never attempted before and it absolutely popped off. This production is super clean and it really, really draws you in. But this song is perfect for like you're in a nice lounge like during brunch or you know in in the case of one of alex's favorite sets ever created and vibes on a freaking pirate ship (laughs) just like how since 82 was for his circle set like i could see this song perfectly fitting in more daytime afternoon vibes and it's it's just accomplishing that it's it's the loungy vibe i think you nailed it there it's that lounge vibe yeah that's exactly what it is excellent it is definitely for that like pirate ship ready it certainly is. Samir, when All we right. throw our shit get, party at some point, we're gonna it's gonna be amazing. Get those eye patches ready. Get those eye patches <laughs> ready, my friend. Can you imagine DJing with one eye? That'd be kinda cool. That'd be kinda fun. <laughs> yeah, if you really want to challenge, you must be very bored if you're trying to do that. I mean, you know, let's do a challenge. So Cover true. one eye. I don't know about so that. True. Four decks, six decks. Let's see. Six decks, eight decks, no eyes. All right, here we go. <laughs> Alec, let me get your rating. On the DJ Not Porter Robinson remix of Porter Robinson's original, Get Your Wish, what did you think? 
I'm in a good mood today, man. So I will be oh. giving this probably slightly higher if, uh, than if I were not in such a good mood. But I'll give this a turn it up. I will. A level three nice. out of five. I'll give this a turn it up. This is something if I heard come onto the radio when I'm driving. I'll, I'll turn it up, man. And this just feels like a, a, a song that's just a little bit more club ready. If I had to choose between the original Get Your Wish um, and then the DJ Not Porter Robinson um, remix of this when doing some type of pregame or something i'm definitely going to go with the dj not porter robinson remix of it how about you yeah dude i'm actually right there with you like you alec i'm just unsure about this new direction that he's going in a lot of people seem to be enjoying it and i think that's amazing so you know hats off to you guys but this remix that dj not porter robinson put together here i think this song really needed this energy boost and i think this remix really delivered it's a very easy level three out of five turn it up all right, man. I'm glad that we're on the same page. Let's see if we're on the same page for Chris Lorenzo's remix of Sophie Tucker and Gorgon City's track, an absolute banger, House Arrest. What do you think? All right. All right. I'm going to give this one a level three out of five. Mm. Turn it up for the Chris Lorenzo remix nice. of House Arrest. Dude, the setting I, I know where this song is going to be played. I know the perfect setting for this song. And if this song is coming on, we're on a pirate ship. Alec is DJing. He throws his bad boy on, as I'm sure he would. Hell yeah, man. This is a turn it up. It's this a vibe. is an absolute turn it up. It's a vibe, man. I'll give it the same rating there. Level three out of nice. five. Turn it up. It is a vibe. It really is. And I feel like the more you listen to this song, actually, the more it will grow on you because there's just so much attention to detail, which is, you know, something that in the production style, Chris Lorenzo is known for. There's just so much, you know, there's actually quite a bit of depth to it as well. So not something you're going to be going out and getting pumped up to. However, it's certainly a great, you know, kind of detox house set or just a great vibe type of set, such as the pirate ship that I am such a big fan of. So definitely all about this. If you guys don't know the pirate ship set that we're talking about here, Alec, uh, let's include that in the show notes, the okay, Hot Sense 82 Circle uh, set. That he did. It's one of Alex's favorite sets, and it is a fantastic set. Not only is the music good, but the venue is just absolutely incredible, like Circle tends to do. They always get these DJs in the most beautiful, spectacular venue. So Hot, so Hot Sense 82, he did a, I think it was like a two-hour set on a pirate ship, surrounded by beautiful people. I believe it was like on the Mediterranean Sea. Tunes are pumping. Everybody's having a great time. It just looks like an absolute vibe, and you already know the certified vibe king. Alec Prieto, he's all about those vibes. So I, uh, I want to recreate that so bad. It doesn't have to be a pirate ship. He but does. Just, I want to recreate. It's going to happen. I don't care. It will happen one day. I keep telling our friends that this will happen. And people, yeah, I don't know you if do. they believe me. I really don't think they do, but it's going to happen. Well, you know, man, I'm on board with you. I would love to put that uh, together with board. you, man. I think it'd be a lot of Very fun. Very nice. I see what you did. Oh, you didn't do that intentionally. Okay, that's fine. You just made it a nice point. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I didn't even <laughs> realize that. <laughs> All right, moving All onwards. Right. Oh, there we go. We're on the same page again. Yes, sir. <laughs> We've got the artist we're watching section. Samir, my friend, I know you agree with me here that this is one of our favorite parts of doing the Beyond the Beats podcast. It really is the core here. We just love, we just, as you said before, man, at the top of the show, it's incredible just how much talent is out there right? It really is insane that each week we truly do not struggle to find new artists. It's Seriously. like, I really wonder, is there a cap? Like, will we reach a limit one day? I mean, what, what are we at now? We're like at something like over 120 
artists. I would I would say like uh, over a hundred and f- almost one hundred forty artists that we featured on the show. Gosh, almost one hundred forty. Unbelievable! Yeah. Isn't that incredible? Yeah. Here's the thing: like we do this section because we genuinely, genuinely love the underground. Like at the top mm-hmm. of the show, we talk about a lot of the big names in EDM, but before they were big names, they were underground names, right. and they started right here. They started right here, and that's why we love doing this section because we want to give them as much support as possible, especially with this level of talent that we're dealing with. Like we're not dealing with people who who don't have any talent. We're dealing with people who have been honing their craft, putting in the hours, staying up on those long nights, and releasing quality music and grinding. Like being in the music industry is a freaking grind, and artists I think have one of the hardest jobs in terms of making this a career. So just massive, massive shout out to them. Reach it, man. Yeah, massive shout out to all the artists that we've been watching and massive shout out to all the future ones that we're going to be including, including these two artists that Alec and I have picked. Dude, keep the energy rolling. You've got your own aroma, man. Let's introduce us to who you've got this week. Keep it going. Let's go. I'm so excited because I have been watching this woman's career just very passively from social media, watching her grow and keeping an eye on, on all her releases. And it is now time that I introduce the EDM champions to Tsunami. Two words, TSU space Nami, N-A-M-I, Tsunami. Absolutely love her, all right? The reason why I just felt like now was a great time to kind of get her onto the show is because she recently just came off hot off the uh, Brownies and Lemonade Open Ox live stream nice. that just happened this past weekend. And you know what? Let's keep, let's keep that momentum going forward, man. We got we to gotta spotlight her now, all right? So here we go. I want to play this song for you guys. It's called Promise, all right? Take a listen to this one. We're going to come back to it, and we're going to talk about it in just a little bit. As I said to you before we started recording, this is a vibe. It really is. Hell it's, yeah. it's almost, um, I struggle to define it because there's some house influences in here, right? Mm-hmm. With some of the future elements. I don't want to steal your thunder and, and talk about it, but just really quick thought here. I, I see this almost being kind of like wavy. You know what I mean? Like just kind of just putting in that flow where you just want a one, two step to it. You can see this being played you know, in a really beautiful setting, right? It's just something that puts you in a good mood. Absolutely, man. And I'm really trying to focus on like the good vibes that she exudes Mm. with her music. And I think Promise, her most recent release is just a prime, prime example of that. I agree with you, man. It's like got this like house flavor, a future bass in it. You know, it's a little bit faster than what future bass is, but no matter what, the soundscapes that she uses, the vocal chops that she uses, everything just comes together for a really, really fun and beautiful track that really just makes you want to smile and gets your head bobbing. 
But you know what? She also has a flip side to that as well. And that's why I'm actually going to be playing two songs from her. I don't normally do this, but I think it's just important to understand the breadth of her of her discography. Just how wide she dives into these different genres. So I want to actually play this next song for you guys. All right. And it's called FYPM. Take a listen to this one. Fuck you. Pay me. I'm also about it, man. I was when you put this onto the show notes, and I, you know, saw that you were going to be doing two. And I was like, uh oh, what's going on here? Smith does not usually do this. I don't normally but do this. But lo and behold, yeah. I completely understand why. Very different style. Just shows, as you said before, the real breadth that she has. It's it's fascinating, and I love to hear that. You know, I'm big on creativity. Yeah, she she got nice and enchanting with promise. And then she spun around. She said, fuck you, pay me with FYPM, an acid-influenced trap track, right? Wow, that was a lot of words. But what what we just talked about with Black Crows at the top is very much uh, something that we could also say with Tsunami. Hybridization of genres. Acid-influenced trap. Think about that. We don't normally hear those two sounds coming together. But Tsunami tackled it, and she killed it with it. Not only that, she also has a release on Hybrid Trap, massive label for trap music. And she's also done an episode of Bangers with Benzie. So she is going places. You guys need to absolutely head to the show notes, give her a follow on SoundCloud, on Instagram, on her socials, peep her tracks, because I'm telling you, Tsunami is going to make it. 100%. 100%. I love it, man. Love the support. Shout out to you. She's going to be going places. That's awesome that she was on OpenWorks live stream. I mean, that that's going to be some big, big movies. You oh, see yeah. any artists that get involved with Brownies and Lemonade, they're going places. They do a fantastic job curating artists and helping them succeed in the scene. Well, I'm going to switch up the vibe a little bit here. There's some going to be some throwback type of mentality to his tracks with some really intricate sound design. Let me introduce you to the sounds of Iruku, okay? And this track is called Samurai 2. Take a listen before I talk more about it.
bro. Let me tell you something, man. This is fire. Yeah? This is fire. And I, nice. and I just love, I just love like the Asian influences on this mm -hmm. one as well. I mean, Samurai is just such a great name for this song. And it just makes sense just with all the different soundscapes and the different cultural influences that you're hearing in this one as well. And what was awesome, Alec, is that you gave me the additional context that this song is actually a VIP of an original. That is. Samurai is the original and he aptly called the Samurai 2. But this this song, the Samurai, which is the original, um, is, is much more along the lines of the second drop in this track. So it's a little bit more of a trap, you know, traditional trap heavy. And that was released mm -hmm. six years ago. And this track was, I believe, around a year ago. So he came back, decided to do a VIP, freshen it up with some more... I, I don't even know how to describe this song, man. It's like, you've got trance in there, trap. You've got mm -hmm. I I future, right? I'd say it's probably more f along future trap rather than a trance. I was just about to say, there. yeah. But mm -hmm. it's just, I, I am obsessed with that first drop of it and just the, the intricacy of the sound design here and just all the different elements, the core response sequences that go on, the melody in it that's continued throughout through different instrumentals. I, I absolutely love it and I'm, a, I'm obsessed with this guy. I mean, he's a bit of a mysterious lad. He's got uh, another alias called Gort Bass, okay? And also Exalted One. And he just comes in and out of just producing. I'm not really sh too sure anything about him, but he just comes out and he through those different three aliases he's got there he's got just an incredible breadth for all types of bass music but i particularly like the iruku because i think it's 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 quite unique the way he incorporates the japanese influence and then the asian influence yeah. it reminds me kind of how closey manages to do that but i've never really heard anybody do it quite like how um iruku does it um and he just dropped a track I believe six months ago. I'm blanking on the name now, but I'll put it into the show notes. So definitely check it out. He's it's clearly that he's coming back to this alias and coming back to the sound. So please keep an eye on him because he's just got some really, really interesting stuff. And you can you already know just from hearing this track that it's very creative. Thank you so much for putting Eroku on our radars. Like I said, man, I'm I'm all about these these artists and these tracks that really take cultural influences that we're not used to hearing here in the US especially and really just kind of making it your own unique sound man I recently just listened to this uh, DJ set by Sabroy an artist that we mm. featured just a couple of weeks ago on the podcast and he did an amazing DJ set of classical Indian songs mixed with trap bangers oh, wow. all these edits he made he layered everything on top of each other so fantastic mix but it's stuff like that that truly sets artists apart from one another. Mm -hmm. And on that note, I just want to say, keep experimenting. Because if you don't experiment, we won't see innovation in the scene. And we see that perfectly with what Oroku is up to. And we see that perfectly with what a bunch of artists are up to. And so long as people keep trying new things, this scene will always stay vibrant and fresh. I agree, man. I mean, it's just that is the beauty of electronic music. Um, whether you want to call it by that or EDM, I mean, it's just it's just yeah. the fact is is that it it grows and it evolves and it is very very almost limitless, right? In in the sense of just there's no real boundaries to the music, and that, and that's kind of the point. It's to giving the freedom. I mean, we've talked about in the podcast before the foundations of electronic music, you know, in the house scene particularly, mm -hmm. right? And really, just the it was this the social importance of being able to let loose and to put down barriers right within you know and divides between people 
in the physical realm and that's represented within the musical you know more t- intangible world as well and so that's why I, we definitely believe here on beyond the beats that you, you've got to appreciate as much as you can in every single subgenre. like i mean there's always something that you can find that you can enjoy about it you just have to be open-minded to it so that's what we preach on here and artists that are looking to do things they don't normally do we are in full support of you hell yeah hell yeah alec what a positive high note to end this conversation on absolute pleasure seeing your beautiful face over google Likewise. hangout man i just i love you i love you dude it's it's looking yeah. i love you too man. you look good man why thank you oh man all right guys edm champions we will be back next week for episode 69 you already know it don't forget drop a rating and review on the apple podcast uh, app or wherever you get your podcast from every single one of those actions helps us go uh, a longer way in, in helping us reach a larger audience and we would greatly greatly appreciate that but guys don't forget this all right we've been talking about this a lot on the podcast but COVID 19 coronavirus isn't over yet all right we got to stay faithful we got to stay in good spirits i know it can be hard to do sometimes but keep your chin up keep smiling let's keep pushing forward don't forget to wash your hands wear a mask social distance and above all never forget black lives matter see you guys next week